Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Happy Monday. Welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim alongside Amy Audibert back with my big to talk about some women's basketball news because there's been a lot of it. And before we get into everything, because again, there's a lot of it. We want to remind you of today's episode of Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Amy, how is it? How are, how are you doing? Because this has been a lot to, to take in this week. Oh, it's been a great, you know, this is what we want, right? Oh, yeah. Constantly, like, I can't keep up with it. And it's exactly what we want and need and love this time of year. This is why I always say, um, just show me the final rosters. Yeah. <laughs> this year, that's a little bit tougher, right? But, um, you know, just hanging out in Ontario, sitting uh, sitting at home now that we're back in stay-at-home lockdown. And and so I guess in, in some ways, it's been a little bit entertaining and fun yeah. to, to follow everything. There's something happening outside of our homes, and it's a WNBA training camp, which got underway yesterday on Sunday. It's going to continue for the next two weeks. Uh, and then I think we have like a week of practices before the season begins in earnest on May 14th. So we are right on the precipice of the WNBA season. However, the biggest news of the week uh, came from the college basketball ranks where Kim Mulkey, who has been a Baylor since I was seven years old, is leaving to go to LSU. Mulkey is from Louisiana. She played at Louisiana Tech. So she's going home. But this is like shocking. I heard, I had, we heard whispers of it. And I was like, there's no way it's actually happening. And then it happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hello, SEC to me. Like, I'm excited for the <laughs> for next season already. <laughs> it usually takes me, like, you know, everyone just kind of takes a little chill pill after college. And I'm like, let's go because this yeah. kind of shakes up, right? Like, I listen, you and I, I think we love the ACC <laughs> for obvious reasons. We went, to Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the SEC is like and Pac-12, but let's go to the SEC. This to me just is like, let's not even talk about the ball and and like the strategy and, and the game. Like just like not the drama, but like just that kind of oh, headline, the drama. Right? The drama. Yeah. You're just you're adding this. And and the don't like the expectation is going to be for LSU to be on top quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you look at other teams, especially at South Carolina. Uh, your Arkansas team, there's so many great Georgia, there's so many uh, Kentucky, I keep going on, like every team, right? It's kind of gotten these storylines, Alabama, Ole Miss, like they're all kind of really pushing to trend up. And all of a sudden, uh, coach is coming in like, hold on. And by the way, the rumor is that Nikki Fargus is leaving to be the president for the Aces. That obviously hasn't been in the headline, but that's definitely part of the whispering that I'm seeing. I don't know about you, but so it's going to be an interesting couple, couple, a uh, couple days, I think, you but know, well, congratulations to coach who gets to go home, right? Louisiana that, that, lady is back in the home state, you know, and that to me is like, I think to, uh, it takes a lot to leave a place when you've been there for 20 years and you've built up so much, but going home is always one of those things, right? Like if you're, if you're going home it, and then to a good program, that's going to, I'm sure going to pay you a ton of money. Um, 
then yeah, I do it too. So good for good for Coach Mulkey. Um, yeah. you know, it been in the news a lot recently for not the best reasons, but she is back in the news for a, a good reason. Interesting though that if Nikki Fargus does go to the Aces, because that's kind of that hasn't been a move we've seen often. Um, and maybe I don't know the whole situation at LSU. I don't profess to know the whole situation at LSU. I feel like if they had the chance to go get Kim Mulkey, whoever was a coach there, you know, you kind of got to you gotta take take uh, take your pill there because it's Kim Mulkey. But if she moves to the WNBA, that's just a really interesting move from like a college head coach moving to the WNBA because they see a better future there. That's a good sign for where this league is going, right? Transfer portal. <laughs> I'm not going to open this can of words. We're back at the transfer portal for the coaches. Wait, yeah. we, we well, should make sure Kim Mulkey sits out of here. Yeah, we've had some <laughs> colorful conversations about why college coaches may be deciding that they're not loving it as much anymore. But anyway, just get off hey, the W, Kim, okay? Kim, and and that, that is not confirmed. That is just rumors out there. So, yeah. so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I am happy. And by the way, I just I know that if there's LSU people out there, they're going to get really mad at me because I know it's not like purple and gold, but um, whatever the technical name for those colors are like Kim Mulkey's going to rock some fits on the sideline. And also like selfishly, (laughs) of course, I'm excited to see that. I'm I'm really excited to see it. No, it's purple and gold. They don't have a special purple and gold. So that's good. It's not like it's not like Florida State. Florida State, you have to remember, it's not, you know, it's more. You said it. You said it's, uh, it not, it's not crimson, it's maroon, whatever. Florida State, you guys are fine. Just like go and have fun. Okay, let's yeah. talk about WNBA. Let's get into uh, the some training camps that we find really interesting. Uh, there is, I think, just as a preliminary matter, as my dog is going crazy for something. Um, <laughs> the as a preliminary matter, the every training camp this year is going to be insane. There are nine of spots, and there are too many talented players, and there's every team is going to have to make a tough cut. Every team has a has a player that I'm projecting to be cut um, that is really good. And if you want to know more in depth about each team's cap situation and kind of what's happening, make sure you go to herhoopstats.substack.com um, and you can read Richard Cohen's article, which coming out tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe there because he'll go into more depth. We're going to kind of go as much as we can in 30 minutes. Let's start with the Dallas Wings. So the Dallas <laughs> Let's Wings. start there. <laughs> Let's start at the top. Uh, You know why? I'll just say this quick. It's a great place to start because there's going to be trickle down. They cannot keep all these players and other teams are probably going to want to pick up a couple of these players. So great place to start, Mr. Gabe. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it's the one that we've all talked about because just at the top, right? Like we're not talking about players who have come in just for training camps. We're talking about players who are drafted in the second round or the first round, potentially not making this team because right now, so the the wings can go with 12 players. Um, I'm not going to read off all the names because you know most of them. Like, Arike is obviously going to make the team. Satsu is going to make the team. Charlie Collier is going to make the team. Awakui is going to make the team. But we have on the outside, we have uh, two spots here for Mariah Jefferson, Bella Allery, Dana Evans, and Megan Gustafson. Uh, Assuming, yeah, assuming that Awakui comes over. That is the situation. I don't think Marina Mabry is on that line. So those four players... Who you got? Two of them. Well, I, I, I definitely can't see them parting ways with Mariah Jefferson. Um, right. Like, I just, I can't see that. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Gabe, this is my other question for you. Is like, you're Greg Bibb and, and you're running, you know, in, in company over there with Dallas. Like, you're also realizing that 
you've gotten all these picks, you've done this great job, like assembling this roster. This is a positive problem. But when you make cuts, like those players are probably going to other teams. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's like, who are you also willing to like part ways with knowing that you're going to have to to play them? So to your answer, your question, I don't know other than Mariah Jefferson. I think she's the one that I, I would say that you actually have three players battling out for one spot. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Jefferson is owed $175,000 and $180,000 $180, in the next two years protected. So I'm in agreement with you. I just wanted to bring it up because they have, they have moved um, salary, like asked to door. They moved her before the season. So now it's, it, it, I guess it comes down to Evans, Gustafson and Allery. I, I don't, I'm not going to get rid of a number five pick from last year. And I think the Allery showed enough to say like, Hey, like this could be a player that we could develop. So and now Evans it's where this year you're going to get up your watch. So was it seven thir- this year? No, like, she was a third. She was the 13th pick. Okay. All right. All right. But like it, and she should have been a, a higher pick. And now you have this. Yeah. It, it's a good problem to have. This is a good problem to have. And you're basically, and what you're saying is you're basically cutting a, probably a first rounder this season, which is just crazy. But this is the reality of most teams, <laughs> right? Like they're cutting players that, um, I have a hot take, but I guess we'll save it for the end. Proceed. No, you can give your hot take. Do it. Do it. It's a bit, it's good okay, radio to do in the first thing. So I know like, obviously we're not, seeing expansion this season but how cool would it be if they had like this like team of players that got cut but are good enough to play in the league and they're like you know what everyone just you know like kind of like an ignite in the geely like let's yeah. just make another team let's hire coach every player on that team has a chip on their shoulder because they're good enough to play it's not like they're gonna get smacked or anything i think it would be i mean obviously i know it's not gonna happen but like how fun Rogue. would that be if they Rogue did that team yeah, yeah, ro- rogue yeah there you go. I was com- trying to think of a name. The rogues, like the the rogue team, comes together and it's like Dana Evans and you know Shatori Walker Camper. Like this is actually there's a pretty good team. There's a when we get done with training camp, this would be an exercise that we could do is like come up with our best five person roster from players who got cut five. because they're like I think oh, yeah. you could have <laughs> you could actually have because I know I like we there's serious conversation and it's gonna happen where well, there is gonna be expansion because we're having this conversation we're having right now talking about mm-hmm. first rounders that are might actually get cut. So yeah, like expansion is going to have to happen. But like the short-term fix would be that, right? Like I don't think it's five or six players. I think you could actually go make up a team of 12 players that have gotten cut that are good enough to play in this league. And by the way, they're also a little bit pissed off. Like, I just think it would be, and and everyone, and they're the underdogs, and I think a lot of people would probably jump on that ship. I think it would be so fun. No, to me, it's Dana Evans. The the reason I want to talk about Dallas first is because of Dana Evans, and I think, I mean, she's going to be the most interesting person on 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 the waiver wire right before the season if she gets cut like i think she i think she's gonna have to because they don't have another choice so if we have dana evans out there dangling around some teams gonna go pick her up and to me she just like she like smacks of washington mystics like that is the exact type of point guard they love she's tall she can she can shoot she has a little bit of you know the spunk i guess is, is a word to use um i think she she would be a great fit in Washington, because uh, they do have a roster spot, so that's why I'm. That's one of my. That's a sneaky prediction. I think Dana Evans gonna get cut, gonna end up on a roster, most likely Washington's. Although there's a couple different possibilities, as we'll get into it. Yes. Amy. Yeah. I, can I say one of those possibilities? Yes. I, I I think Chicago. 
I, I think that they are, you know, they, they went with Natasha Mack early, right. In their draft mm-hmm. pick, which was a big, and everyone thought that maybe they were going to go get a point guard eventually, you know, Courtney Vandersloot. She needs a little bit, you know, breathers here and there. Now I know they took Shyla Heal out of Australia, but if Dana Evans is floating around, I mean, I could see them also, because when you look at Chicago's let's, like let's, front eight or nine, go ahead. Let's, let's talk about Chicago in the next segment. That was a tease. Okay, That's fine. what we call it in the radio business. A tease. A- Amy's mad at me because we do have to take a quick, uh, a quick break here just to collect ourselves and get into the rest of the teams we're going to talk about. We'll be right back with more on Lockdown Women's Basketball. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is a job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post screen and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job description. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's Indeed.com slash locked for $75 Credit at Indeed.com. The offer is valid through June 30th, and terms and conditions may apply. And now, Amy, Amy, we need to talk about your favorite thing that we talk about in this podcast, which, you know, you love women's basketball, but do you you love Built Bar more now? By now, have we gotten to that point? I love Built Bar. Okay. Um, Yeah, I love it so much. I don't think she loves it more than women's basketball. No, I, I, but I will tell you something like when I'm at working a busy schedule, Bill Barr helps me a lot, get through mm-hmm. these, get through a hectic day and a hectic schedule. So yes, it's a perfect, a perfect marriage of yes. my passion, my job and um, my Bill Bars. Women's basketball and Bill Bar go hand in hand because Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And it's still healthy for you. It's great for losing and maintaining weight, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. And if you're doing that, good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Amy, let's get back to training Let's talk. Let's talk about some of these teams. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Chicago Sky. So you're saying Dana Evans would fit there, um, and you, I, I would say you've identified the the right area, and I agree with that because when we saw um, Courtney Vandersloot sit for Chicago, their net rating actually plummeted by like 29 points, I think. Um, so they definitely need a backup point guard, and Shyla Heal is 19 years old. So I think your idea of getting a couple options there would be great. However, here's the catch. Chicago can only really go with 11 players. Um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's changed. I'm going to check it right now, but they can only go with 11 players. So we're talking about one spot for Lexi Brown, Natasha Mack, Kobe Thornton, Alexis Prince, Astu Dor. Petra Halinski, Brittany Boyd, and now we're throwing Dana uh, Evans into the mix. So we have one spot here, and th- this is going to be a similar story. As we mentioned, this is a similar story here. So if you're looking for that one spot, are you going to prioritize maybe this developmental player that you have in Natasha Mack, or are you going to develop? Are you going to get a veteran perhaps in Lexi Brown, or are you going to see if there is someone coming off a training camp roster that could help you? 
So I think I'm long-term, like really laying roots into developing that point, that backup point guard. Um, mm-hmm. because Courtney Vandersloot's not going to last forever. I mean, just, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. for the basketball world and us people that love to watch her play, she's not going to last forever. So when you look at, and I think Chicago, obviously acquiring Candace Parker, the biggest off season move, I think, mm-hmm. um, at least one of them anyways, like they, they, they want to win right now. Like, I understand that. I think their front eight, nine players can do that. So now it becomes like, moving forward, what are your plans for the future? I mean, I don't think they can let Natasha Mack go either uh, for that reason. So if I, I wish I was inside that training camp. I, I, I really do. I, I want to see what Ruthie looks like. I know, you know, cause, Thank because you. I think those are like, those are maybe, maybe Ruthie and Natasha Mack are kind of competing. Right. Uh, as well as us too. Like uh, it's yeah. But I would put, I, so whoever they cut, on this, in this position goes on our team, goes on our rogue team, because like these three players, obviously Natasha Max, a rookie, and she's going to have to, you know, work and prove herself and learn a lot and grow. I think she's very raw, um, but capable. And, but I still like, I still stand by my pick of, of getting Evans in there. I think it's great position for her to get in there, play with some of our more elite vets in this league. Right. And, And just learn a whole lot from them by the way like diamond if diamond's healthy like i mean you're just looking at the players on this roster and what they're going to be able to do if they can stay healthy this season um i think they're okay so i think you you use those like back one or two spots for that development Uh, capable but development (laughs) so i i would actually go the opposite way here um well first off i do i should (laughs) of course i would um i would go the opposite way because we're we're trying to compete for a championship as you mentioned like this is a team that has championship hopes. And the reason they haven't really been able to even approach it in the past couple of years because of injuries. Um, and I think when you look, when you're looking at this, you have Azrae Stevens, Diamond the Shields are both injury prone players. I mean, it's not any fault of their own, but they have suffered a string of injuries here. So I don't want to sit here and say, I'm totally reliant on these two players staying fully healthy for a season. So that's why I would lean more towards the vets, right? Like, as to Dora, she knows how to play in a big game. And she kind of replicates a lot of what Stevens does. So if Stevens is not ready yet, perhaps maybe she hasn't been like, you know, she's been hurt for a lot of the offseason. If she's not like fully ready yet, you can plug in uh, As to and bring her in rather than Natasha Mack, who's raw and like you mentioned, has to develop. Um, and then at the guard position, I'm probably going Lexi. Well, it depends because it, it's like, is yeah. Gabby Williams going to play? We've heard rumors that she, you know, is may perhaps not coming. They were looking at trading her at draft. So that that is a situation that I have no clue what's happening. I'm just going to assume she's on the team. But I'd probably go Lexi Brown over a rookie just because Lexi Brown's been in it. She's a three-year vet. Like, she's played in a playoff game. Like, I can trust her. And especially if the Shields has to miss any time, now we can move Copper into the starting lineup and have Lexi Brown behind her because when that happened last year, the position behind Copper was a mess. They didn't have anything behind her. And that was a big reason why, you know, Vandersloot had to play so much and the team struggled so much with her on the bench. So to me, I'm leaning vets if I'm Chicago, because we have championship hopes as much as I would like to have a Dana Evans. I just don't think, I don't think to me that it makes as much sense with our franchise plan. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, like, uh, again, I always think you have it's one tough. or two young players just <laughs> because that would be like my philosophy but I, you're like, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but like I said, like it would be like, would love to be have eyes in training camp just uh, to see, 
how everyone's looking because I think it's important for franchises to have like younger players. Um, and I, I agree with saying, I'm not saying you're wrong, no. but I look at obviously that the vets on this team on like these front eight, nine players, and that's not like eight or nine is like a championship rotation, right? Like you're mm-hmm. not going too much more into that anyway. So I hear what you're saying about the injuries and stuff, but I don't know. Like you said, it, it, you just don't know what all these players look like or who's even there for sure. So it's, it's going to be a nightmare to try to pick these players, but someone has to do That's it. Why I said, just give me the rosters. Just give me the rosters in three weeks from now. And then we can talk about the season. <laughs> that, that's what, that's what's going to happen. Cause it's like, well, next week we're just wait. We're still waiting for cuts. And I mean, we, we won't know cause we're not allowed. WNBA media is not allowed in training camp this year for obvious reasons. Um, so like, we're not going to know what the hell's happening. Like they're going to tell us every player is amazing and they're great. And you know, they're going to, this is the, everyone's come back and lost 15 pounds or whatever. Um, but you know, it, it, we're not going to know what is happening with any of these teams. Um, I did want to move to Las Vegas cause I think we can knock them out pretty quickly. Uh, lost. <laughs> well, all right. This is another team that has like one or two spots available for, uh, a handful of, of players. Um, they have so they're running with eleven players this year, um, unless someone suffers an injury or something. But they're gonna be with, they're gonna be with eleven players with Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Andrew McCautry, Liz Campage, Aza Wilson. So that's that's your five. Uh, Destiny Slocum. I'm assuming he's gonna make the team. Raquana Williams, Williams GC Jackie Park. Young, Tamby. So that's like and I 10. think and I think Emma I think Emma Cannon finished had a really that's good showing last season. And there's your 11 right there. So, so basically you return 10, not from last year, but 10 solid, like decent, like household names around the league, 10 of them. And then your 11th is probably, like you said, Destiny Slocum. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's, and, but who knows, right? Cause, cause Bill Lambeard, he does his, he, he does his thing. And so you never know, right? Nothing would truly shock me. I don't think. Destiny but, might hit say too many threes. Yeah. Right. Like that. Listen, like this is a, and that's a compliment towards that franchise. <laughs> I think they are one of the more exciting ones um, because you never know. And just with Liz back this year, um, but getting Chelsea gray, right. Like they lose. I know that Kayla McBride's the, like the, the big, I think the bigger, the biggest loss for them, but man, they pick up Chelsea gray. I think picking up Raquana Williams is like, huge you and i both know what she can do off the bench right like she's like this spark plug but also i think slocum can do get in there and hit some shots too so this is another team that's just like with a low key (laughs) so low key this is this is the training camp i'd most want to see because yes there's going to be a lot of like roster spot battles throughout the league but i think las vegas is where we're going to get the most clues as to what they're actually going to do this season because frankly I have no idea what the what the planning is for Las Vegas. Obviously, they have a great team, and they're, I think they're the championship favorites. But they, I just don't know. Like, okay, are you going to stagger Gray and Plum? Are you going to have Destiny Slocum run your rookie run? You know, your backup units to point guard. I think she fits in really well there, honestly. But what about Jackie Young? What's Jackie Young's role now? Is she going to be the person with the ball in her hands and you as as the backup point guard? Do you like, are you going to stagger Cambage and Wilson a little bit more? Where does McCautry fit? Does McCautry just come off the bench? Like, so to me, this is low key, the most interesting training camp, just because we're going to get an idea of what this championship level team is going to look like. I think every other team, we can kind of say, okay, this player is going to play here. This is like, they're, they're starting and ending five. This is probably going to be their bench units. 
Las Vegas, I'm just like, I throw up my hands and I say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's, a, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I would say this as well about this roster looking at it. Um, they, they will have the ability to play very big. They will have the ability to play very small. Like this, when you talk about, I mean, I cringe as I say this, when we talk about projected champions, right? Like yeah. this is one of the things that like really holds a lot of weight is the ability to play different ways and different styles mm -hmm. without necessarily skipping a beat. Um, and this is a team that's fell just short a couple years now. Right. So like they, they, they've got that there too. So, oh, wow. Again, love to be in this training camp. Right. Just love, love to be in the, or film room or just something like, come on, give us something. I, I love, I mean, you know, the, I mean, everyone in this league is extremely like, they're going to go after each other uh, in training yeah. camp, but it, it is going to, we're going to talk about some more teams in just a second. Cause we got, we, we're not going to get through every team. We're, we're just not, we're sorry if you are a fan of a team that we are not talking about, but it, it's just, there's too much to get through for training camp as it's happening right now. And as I mentioned, I believe the Las Vegas Aces are championship, uh, have the best championship odds in the WNBA. I also want to tell you, though, that the Chicago Sky are plus 1,400 to make the uh, to win the WNBA final. So if you bet $100 on the Chicago Sky to win the title and they win the title, you're going to make $1,400. Just letting you guys know. I'm letting you guys know because you can do that on BetOnline. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over unless you count the FCS, which I do, but NBA – College basketball is not happening anymore. Why does this say that? But whatever. The NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, props. On almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets online. BetOnline, your online sports booking experts. Welcome back to the final segment here on Locked On Women's Basketball. Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Otterbert bringing you the Monday show. And remember to subscribe to our podcast feed to hear Eric Ayala on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Howard McDell on Fridays and keep up with the show on Twitter at locked on WV. You can follow me on Twitter at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. You can follow Amy on Twitter at Amy Otterberg on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm only on Twitter because you guys don't need to see my face. I'm basically a disembodied head at this point. Let's get into some more training camps here, Amy. Where do you want to go? Uh, I have, we have three teams here. So I got Minnesota, New York, and Seattle as teams I want to talk about. Um, do you want to start with Minnesota? Sure. I mean, again, like I, I think we we love chatting about this so we can ramble on, but I think this conversation can be pretty quick. Minnesota is going to be another tough one to make. I mean, they they really do have like they've got experience. Like, I mean, so let me just go through a couple. They acquire Natalie Chanwa who I'm excited mm -hmm. for her to get out of Indiana and just like get into a Cheryl Reeves system and see what she can do. Right. Because mm -hmm. it was time for her. I think Rachel Bannon, Bar Bridget Carlton, Nafisa Collier, Crystal Dangerfield, Damaris Dantas, Sylvia Fowles, Kayla McBride, Ariel Powers. Like, okay. And Renaya Davis, I think, I believe they signed her. Right. So yeah. like how, like that's, I don't know who else. I don't know how, I don't know what happens here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Minnesota has 11 is going to go with 11 players. Um, and by the way, when I say when they're going with 11 players, because they don't have enough money to fill a 12 person roster. That's why it, under the salary cap, like there's just not enough money for the Minnesota links to fill out a 12, a full 12 person roster. So they're gonna have to go with 11 players. And at I least just to start named 10 and I just, named just named 10. 10. So, well, I think, <laughs> so 
We also have Chechi Zanzalcini. Did you say Chechi Zanzalcini? No, I didn't. So there you okay. go. There's your 11. Well, yeah, so that's that's our that's the 11 I have. I don't know. It depends if Zanzalcini is coming over this year. Last year, um, you know, she got she she's going to be in training camp. I think she's arriving late. She's late. She's a late. Her and Nafisa are late. And um, Lene Harper, those three, I believe, were the three that said they, they were going to come late. Right. Um, and, you know, so Chechi coming at all is a big step because she, if you watched her two years ago now uh, and you watch her now, she's developed her game greatly. She's been playing with Fenerbahce, one of the best teams in um, Euro in Euro League. Uh, she's playing against a big girl. She's going to make her name and she's ready to play and contribute in this league. So if she comes over, we're going to have to cut a one of Jess Shepard, Renaya Davis, Michaela Pivik. Uh, Maya Moore is technically on the training camp roster. I don't think she's going to play this year, but she's on the roster. You know, it was actually funny. I was like, but she's listed I, as suspended, yeah. like for the seat. So that's why I didn't mention. I don't want to sound like I disrespected Maya Moore no. by not mentioning her name, but they have her listed as not with the team. So. It seems it seems unlikely that she plays. I haven't heard. I, I should listen to the Cheryl podcast because she usually tells, says this stuff on your podcast. But <laughs> I did notice. I was like, "Wait, Ariel Power changed her numbers. Ariel Powers changed her number from twenty three to three. I was like, "That's weird. Why'd you do that?" And then I realized my more still on roster. She's number twenty three. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some things I, are still there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I lo- I love these little clues because when. Uh, uh, LeBron came to Miami. He changed his number from 23 to six. Why did he do that? Because the Heat, for some reason, have number 23 retired for Michael Jordan. So he had to change his number. That was our first clue that he was coming to Miami. This, I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to say, this is a clue that Miami Moore may play this season. I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't know. But uh, so the training camp, though, is going to be crazy for for two reasons. First off, to see who gets that last roster spot. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Renaya Davis, but you never know. And second, again, this is another team that they've never played together. We're going to have to see how it all works. We're going to see how it all fits. I could see a situation where, like, Ariel Powers is, like, the the back, essentially the backup point guard, where she's just handling the ball in, in the secondary unit. Same with Kayla McBride. Like, there's so many different things that Cheryl Reeve can do, um, and it's kind of scary for the league, right? Like, she has too many options now. So it's really going to be interesting Minnesota's camp. And you know what, like just a side note, I'm just thinking this and, and really like, I'm not just thinking about Minnesota. I'm thinking about most of the teams. You wonder if they almost are treating this as like practice, like, oh, let's yeah, just, this, you know, like, like we're just, we're not, this is not like a different training camp as maybe other ones, you know, because you, you kind of know which way you're going to go. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of, I think most teams are almost in that position, right? Like just finding that one extra who's fitting in that one spot. Um, but like, I do feel for, so like when we talk about this pickup team or like expansion, the E word <laughs> that I know we're not supposed to say, but, um, you know, you look at a player like Michaela Pivik, who I think she could be really fun in this league, but I just don't know where she's going to make, make a roster. Like you, she, she was second or third round by Atlanta last year. Didn't end up playing. Right. Yeah, I think she played overseas. Round, but- Super fun, like great little guard at Oregon State. She hasn't played, she hasn't gotten a, an opportunity to get it. And I don't know if she's going to get it this year. Like, I, I want her to, I, I'd like her to, but it's going to be tough, right? 
She'd have to beat out Rachel Banham, and Rachel Banham has a protected contract. So, oh wait, no, yeah, actually, well, no, Rachel Rachel Banham does not have a protected contract. I'm sorry, I misspoke. But still, you're, but looking, you, at, but you're, you're looking at like uh, in Minnesota, a household name, in in Connecticut, a household name, right? Like you're looking at a player that that's tough to do unless there's something that we don't see that we're not yeah. in there looking at right now. Well, we there is stuff we won't see. There is yeah. stuff we won't see. Yeah, you know? and and I. I'm guessing there's going to be one surprise. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because we don't like if you look at New York's training camp, for example, there's just a lot of players that have to have this little like spreadsheet here that has all of the like projected roster spots and what all and all that stuff. And I have like this list of players on the outside that I don't see making the team. So for New York, for example, like I have Asia Dura there just because I'm not, you know, we're not sure about her health situation since she's had COVID and she's still struggling with those symptoms. We all know about Marine Johannes coming over from France this year. She's arriving late to training camp, but we have no idea. But I still have like D.D. Richards on the line too. So I, it's it's really just – it's so many unknowns that we're not going to know going in. And then it's just like, I don't know, is this – how much of this is like a high school tryout? Like if you go to a high school tryout, you dive on the floor to get a ball, like you'll probably make this team, right? Like for the most part, I would say like there's a very high percentage if you of players who dive on the floor to get a ball in a high school tryout and make the team. How much of that happens in the WNBA? I don't know. Right? Yeah. I would Uh, love to just like kind of hear a lot of like a round table with all the coaches after this year. Just this is the year again. You you just talk about this E word. Like this is the year where it's like these rosters are stacked. Like potentially nine players, 10 players out of that draft make teams this year. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I just, I would love to hear the coaches point like perspective. Right. Because there is that like, man, like, we don't have a spot for this young woman, but we don't want anybody else to, to, to take her either. Right. It's just so it's crazy to think about it like that. Um, I did want to wrap up because we need to get, I need to get to Washington mystics media day. Uh, talk to old Mikey, Mike Tebow, ask him if he actually did anything during the draft because they didn't have any picks. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's talk about the Seattle storm. God, this is, this one's going to be excruciating. This one to yeah. me is a shoot because, like, I have no clue. So they have 12 players. They're able to keep a full 12-person roster. Their first five are pretty set. we got Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd, Katie Lou Samuelson, Brandon Stewart, uh, Mercedes Russell, Ezzie Magbegor, McKee Herber-Harrigan, uh, Candice Dupree, Kitcha Latska, Jordan Canada. Those 10 in, chilling. Pretty sure that Epiphany Prince is going to make the team. Because I think she actually may have, no she Epiphany Prince could get cut I don't see that happening she was a part of their team last year and they they trust her so that's eleven players now we have one spot one spot for Kennedy Burke who the Storm traded first round pick for Tamara Young who they brought in Stephanie Talbot who was a part of that big New York trade Nadia Jones who they picked up in the draft Haley Gorkecki who was a draft pick last year and Kiana Williams Kiana Williams the best player on the championship team from this season who was a second round pick who I was saying is a player that could really help a team. I was going to say it was going to be one of my most impactful second round rookies. I have her on the cut line, not making the team. I'll get it. But I, that, again, I don't envy Dan Hughes, decisions. Uh, the thing about Dan is funny. Cause like he's cut so many great, like he, he cut Alicia Clark twice and then she ended up coming back and like saving and, and then making his job way easier. So I, I understand that he's going to have to go through it again, where he's going to have to probably cut someone who's going to come back and. Yeah, what a, a nightmare, of, right? What like a nightmare. PTSD, like. 
Oh man. I'd be terrified to cut people. I'd be terrified to cut people. Uh, if I was, if I was Dan Hughes, I already cut Alicia Clark twice. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, am, do you think Kennedy Burke makes it in over like all the other players I just mentioned? I mean, she's like super special. She came from Indiana, right? Yeah. She, she, she's, come, yeah, she, she's like, I remember a couple of years ago when I was calling the dream games. I mean, she was her rookie year. I think she was mm-hmm. awesome. So this is a player that is in her third year, like still young. But when you look at Keanu Williams, again, like Sue Bird, as much as it kills me to say it, is not going to last forever. I wish, like, you know, when I was 50 years old, we were still watching Sue Bird. Um, And when you think about future, like, I think Keanu Williams is also, I really like her because she, by the way, I think Kaylee Jones was the best player on the best team in the country. I just have to say that. Uh, I know. But, but it, it, um, made, it made my point better and my rant better. Okay. All right. All right. But I would say like, you know, like I, what I loved about her was like, she had this like sense of calmness where like, she just was, she sustained them. Like, you know, even when she doesn't, wasn't playing great, like she still find ways to impact the game. And I think that if you keep that 12 spot, because wow, who knows, we might have to plug her in. Like, she's not going to try to go outside of herself. Mm-hmm at least from what I saw, right? Like she, and, and she's got some tools. Everybody in the league's got some tools. It's everyone in this, in this league is a very good basketball player. So um, I don't know, like, I, I guess maybe a soft spot because we just watched her win a national championship. But um, when you're just talking about long-term, I just like cutting a player that you could really consider to be part of your plans in the future. Right. Like that's, that's tough, but unfortunately that's what all the coaches are, kind of facing right now aren't they in gms like they're in this position where they're like long-term versus right now um and it comes down to that like one spot the thing is seattle just traded a first round pick for kennedy burke yeah. and they yeah. drafted keanu williams in the second round so it's like that's our big yeah, that's okay. our best win that's our best win well i guess what they value yeah. right i was gonna say i guess your answer is kind of right there right like they're not gonna give up kennedy burke and this is a player that like to my point that i keep thinking about like i don't want any other team to pick her up <laughs> I thought she was very, very good. Like, I don't want to play against her. She is part of a puzzle piece of a championship team. Like, I think she's mm-hmm. that good. So, um, yeah, I guess that's your answer. But listen, I'm not like you. I don't stress out and make spreadsheets and get all crazy about stuff because, like, yeah. I just show me the rosters. Just show me. <laughs> Look at what you've done to me in this past hour. I'm like rubbing my eyes and like, feel like I can be a nap. <laughs> And I never say that. So like, I don't like, you know, I, it's, you're excited to hear about it, by the way, just saying this to wrap thing up full circle, LSU just tweeted out a picture of Kim Mulkey in a full purple suit, reading the newspaper, wondering if anything has gone on in the news in the last couple of days. So here we uh, go. When we're talking about drama. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. I think that's a great way to end, end our conversation um, about training camp. I, and, and Amy's right. Like at this time of the year, I basically become like the, the Pepe Mil- Sylvia meme from, um, from always sunny in Philadelphia where I just have like a bunch of wires and like a board and lines and figuring out who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. But we will know all of that in a couple of weeks. And let me tell you what, we were just talking about Kenny Burke. Kenny Burke got cut in her first training camp with the Dallas wings. And they got traded for a first round pick two years later. So if your favorite players here and they get cut, that is not the end of the road for them in this league. There's not enough roster spots, and we're all mad about it. But that players who want to come back and want to fight and have the talent to do so will be back in this league. And I think we're going to see a lot of the players who get cut this year come back 
into this league at some point. So make sure you guys uh, follow us on Twitter, both of us, because we'll be talking about training camp. Um, make sure you guys tune in for every WNBA thing you hear, because there may be a nugget of like indication of who's going to make this team. And we'll be back uh, either next week or the following week to get you guys ready for the season. So for Amy Audibert, Evan Gabe Ibrahim, and we'll catch you next time on Lockdown Women's Basketball.